experience would show us that uh, people that, that start to regularly uh, take fecal ex- exam account, particularly from this time on, inevitably will reduce the number of, of uh, treatments that are required. And again, we, we always talk about uh, the development of antimentic resistance. And, you know, one of, the, one of the key measures there, again, is making use of, of fecal egg counts in order to determine the need to dose. Hello, I'm Ken Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheet Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. Now, in this week's episode, I'm joined by my colleague, fellow sheep specialist, Damien Costello, as we discuss managing the parasite challenge over the coming weeks. We start off with Damien explaining what the current challenge is, how we go about monitoring one burden, and how we decide when we need to dose. Damien explains to us the importance of knowing how effective your worm is, how to go about conducting dredge tests, and most importantly, how we interpret those results, as well as highlighting some of the common pitfalls that can happen on farm level. We finish up highlighting some of the resource material that's available to help explain some of the issues we raised during this episode. We start off, however, with Damien explaining what the current burden is. We've dealt, I suppose, here and earlier on in the season with the, the challenge of, of nematodirus and coccidiosis. Um, now we're moving on uh, to stomach worms uh, that I suppose are collectively referred to as strongyles. Uh, and there, I suppose, from, from late May, early June onwards and right throughout the season, uh, they're, they're the main challenge. Uh, I suppose at this time of the year, uh, it's particularly important uh, to keep on top of the, 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 the stomach worm situation. Uh, particularly, uh, I suppose we're coinciding with the weaning of lambs. Um, lambs are eating a bit more grass, uh, possibly under a bit more stress. And uh, on top of all that, then, um, with the, the dry period that uh, an awful lot of the country experienced um, over the last month or that, uh, followed by the, the, the rain, um, you can find a, quite a sharp increase in, in worm counts. So I suppose all those challenges pulled together, it's a particular time to, to keep an eye on, on uh, the worm burdens that are there for lambs. Damien, as you indicated there, like the worm burdens likely have increased at pasture just with that change in wet conditions. One of them big advantages of that dry spell was it tends to keep worm counts low and most will have observed lambs very clean. You hit on that double whammy, the wet weather, the weaning, the extra stress, Counts could go up quite rapidly at the moment. It's something to be very aware of. It, absolutely. And we've, we've often seen it. Um, we say farmers we'd have participating in the Better Farm Programme there would be uh, would be faecal egg sampling um, every every two or three weeks. Um, and we've often seen that over, over the recent years where you do get that dry period. As you say, lambs appear very clean. Uh, but when you do get the, the moisture wreck in the ground, um, that you can often see a very sharp rise in 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 worm uh, in faecal egg counts. Damien, most will tend up to treat at weaning, but if we're looking forward, like for the rest of the summer, you touch on faecal egg sampling there. How often would you need to do it? Its role, maybe, Damien, and we'll discuss how we go about the results in a moment. But like, why would it be important to consider faecal egg sampling? Again, <clears throat> look at our experience would show us that uh, people that, that start to regularly uh, take a faecal exam account, particularly from this time on, um, inevitably will reduce the number of, of uh, treatments that are required. And again, we, we always talk about uh, the development of anthelmintic resistance. And, you know, one of, the, one of the key measures there, again, is making use of, of faecal counts in order to determine uh, the need to dose. So... Um, you know, in, in situations, what, what we're saying really from now on is that you would be looking at uh, testing every two to three weeks um, and that when you get 
uh, an egg count of more than 500 eggs per gram. And that's the way the, the egg count is ex, is expressed. It's uh, the number of eggs per, per, per gram of feces. Uh, when you get to the 500 or above it, uh, that's the time to get in and treat for worms. If you have a, if you if you take a, a fecal egg sample this week and you find that you're maybe have 150 or 200 eggs per gram, um, come back uh, two weeks time, uh, take another take another uh, sample, uh, send it off to your lab, and uh, on the basis of that if it, if it goes over 500 eggs per gram, uh, that's when you're getting in to, to treat with a product. And Damien, that's that's a strong leg count we're talking about there. That's it. Exactly. It's a stronger leg count. And as we said, um, oftentimes <clears throat> there can be a bit of confusion there with uh, the way the the, um, the the reports are presented and that kind of thing. Um, we mentioned nematodiris earlier on, which is the, the early season worm. Very often you can see uh, nematodiris appearing on, on egg counts uh, at this time of the year. Uh, in general, um, lambs have, have are, are, are 12 weeks of age or above at this stage of the year. And uh, the the the, the nematodiris is not posing any any problem for them at all. So it's the it's the strong eyelid count as you say you're focusing on here. Yeah. And like as we said earlier, just about the dry spot, we know that from experience the worm counts tend to sell and we've seen some of the results. You know, potentially with lambs we get another dry period come up, maybe going to aftergrass, going to a fresh seed, lower boarding pastures. They could potentially go for a long period without needing a dose. So it, it does pay to actually uh, take the fecal example. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and as you said there, um, you know it, it's very it's very difficult to have um, what we'd call clean uh, pasture from a from a worm uh, point of view um, on a sheep farm. But as you mentioned there, um, you know areas of the farm that would have been would have been closed for silage and don't have a, a large bill of worms, or uh, you know other areas of the farm where it would be co-grazed with cattle or that kind of thing. Maybe the the the, the pressure isn't isn't as great on it. And as you say, there's nothing to, to rule out that you get, you get another another dry period. So lambs being weaned and and moved on to I suppose relatively or cleaner type pasture that has a relatively lower burden. Um, you know they can can be, you know, you can get a good while out of them until they require, but the only accurate way or the, the, the best, the, I suppose, the best tool that's available to, to farmers to, to determine when they need is the is the faecal egg sample um, and, and take and keep, keep taking it, I suppose, until you, you, you need to dose. Uh, just, just on that, David, just the very basics of what you need to do for that faecal egg sample. Um, again, look at you'd be contacting um, contacting your, your 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 local lab or your local vet. Some of, some of the vets uh, are providing um, this service now um, at the, at the thing. So uh, they'll be um, if you contact the, the lab you deal with, or, or your local vet will be able to put you in touch with able to do themselves. They're able to put you in touch with the lab that does it. And there, there's test sampling kits. So generally. Uh, there's a little bit of information to be recorded on on the farm, as well as collecting uh, co- collecting a fresh uh, a fresh sample um, from from a, a number of lambs. So, if you have a few different groups of lambs, I suppose grazing different parts of the farm, maybe you need a, probably a fecal sample per per group, um, because uh, again, as mentioned, there'd be varying uh, degrees of, of of parasite burden throughout the farm. Um, so you're you're you, you know the easiest way probably to to complete it is to to take them into the yard and if you have a clean pen, uh, put maybe fifteen lambs into a pen and uh, take a number of fecal samples from a number of different fecal deposits, 
um, keeping it keep keeping it fairly fresh and uh, getting it uh, getting the information sheet filled and sent into the laboratory as soon as possible. Um, again, not a good idea if you're leaving it on a warm day, leaving the the, the little sample pots and the the dash of the jeep or something where. Uh, Potentially, there can be, be egg hatches and that kind of thing. So if they have to be kept overnight, uh, before they're posted, um, they should be kept refrigerated, not in, not in a freezer or anything like that, no, but just in a, in a, in a, in a, in a refrigerated uh, box or that, um, uh, so that, that there's no that the sample isn't damaged before it goes to the, the lab. Yeah, cool is an important partner. But look, it's a relatively straightforward process for anyone that has done it before. You know, it's, it's not, there's not a big deal to it. Yeah, it is, and so sometimes the question comes up. Um, you know, people will say, and particularly after weaning, it's it's that little bit easier to take them uh, out in the field. And uh, people will say to you, "Oh, they're they're grazing a paddock that's uh, you know the farthest one away from the the, the handling yard." Um, you know, very often if you're out early in the morning, you can um, collect them into the corner of a field, or or when you when you when when they're first moved um, early in the morning, and um, they very often um, will dung. Uh, and you know, with a with a pair of gloves, you can check uh, that it's a, a fresh sample, and uh, you know, take the sample that way. So you know, it, can, it doesn't it doesn't need to be an onerous task of getting all them into the yard. And you know, particularly if you're doing it just to determine the 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 requirement of of dosing. So again, a good representative sample of the group. Uh, and again, we found in the past in looking at individual samples that, um, you know, lambs that were, um very clean looking uh, versus lambs are very dirty behind um, it wasn't necessarily an indicator that uh, they, whether, whether they were high or low in terms of, of, of worm burdens um, you know that they can be can be very dirty lambs uh, that didn't have a high worm burden uh, maybe more on, on the basis of uh, the type of grass they were eating or that kind of thing uh, whereas they could be very clean looking lambs that would have a would have a parasite burden so it's it's not a it's not it's not necessarily a, a great indicator you, you you need to do the test in order to to determine the, the accurately no you're very enough so always clean cut and as you touched on there like the test is the only way to determine it look speaking of testing we've covered what the challenge is we've covered how we find out do we need a dose or not let's talk a little bit about the dose the challenge of a resistance team I suppose the first step we'd always say with this is determine what works in your farm in the next couple of weeks, even at the moment, like a drench test, it's a suitable time to do it on farm. Maybe just take me through the basics of that, what it's actually doing and how you go about doing it. Yeah, so the, the drench test is probably a very useful uh, thing that that all sheep farmers can do. And ultimately, it's just to check uh, what products are working on their farm. Um so again, we we've spoken often about uh, the the incidence of antibiotic resistance, and again, that that is um, where uh, products uh, that have been used uh, to to treat uh, stomachworms and sheep farms are starting to break down, and they're no longer fully effective. We're looking at the three main groups: um, the, the benzimidazoles, the levamazoles, and the macrocyclic lactones, the the whites, um, yellows, and clears, as they're known. And each of those groups, I suppose, um, the, you know, there has been varying levels for, for a long time now. I suppose the, the, the white trenches, the benzimidazoles, there have been evidence of, of resistance, uh, particularly uh, later in the season uh, to the, the strongest that we're trying to deal with from now on. Um, but also the macrocyclic lactones in a recent study, uh, you know, it's shown that there's more and more incidences of, of uh, antibiotic resistance there. 
I suppose the resistance is one thing, Kieran. Uh, the other, uh, I suppose, things to eliminate in terms of uh, dosing uh, not being effective are, are things like, is your uh, drenching gun or your equipment delivering the right amount each time? So, again, important uh, to calibrate your equipment and make sure that it's delivering consistently uh, the right amount. Secondly, I suppose that you're following the, the manufacturer's instructions in terms of the the correct dose rate and also that you're de- you're dosing to the heaviest lamb that's in the group and as we always say um you know pick out the few heaviest lambs that are in the group and weigh them and see um you know it's not a matter of saying we, we think that'll be fine you know dose to the the heaviest lamb in the group um and again that your 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 dosing technique is is correct that um all of the product or the, the recommended amount of product is is uh, is being administered to, to to each lamb in the group so those are the kind of things i suppose you eliminate um, so assuming that you're doing all that right, um, again, the drench test is, is really um, a useful uh, thing. So in, in simple terms, you're taking uh, a sample uh, at, just before you treat them uh, and you're uh, taking a sample uh, either a week or two weeks later, depending on what product you've used, uh, a post-treatment sample to see uh, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the treatment has worked. So if you take the example of somebody that's using a, um, a yellow drench, a Levamazole-based product, they've established, I suppose, that, that there is a, a sufficient worm count to warrant a dose, as we were saying, 500 eggs per gram. Um, then what you do is you get maybe 15 lambs from the group, uh, put them into a clean pen in the yard, uh, stick a mark on their heads so that you'll know them for the, the post-drench uh, test. Um, allow them for in, in there for an hour or two so that you can go in with your uh, drench test sample kit, which um, all the uh, labs that provide the service, uh, they'll provide these with a, a number of, of test pots and that. So you collect uh, fecal deposits from at least 10 lambs in the group. Um, you you send it to the lab. You're, you're, you're about to send it to the lab for testing. You already know from a previous sample that that, the, that these lambs have a, a sufficient egg count uh, on the, at the same day on the same day as you take your, your pre-drench sample you treat all the lambs with the product that you're testing so let's say it's the yellows in this case you treat all the lambs again making sure that they're getting the right rate that your dosing bone is calibrated correctly and that you're dosing to the heaviest lamb um, in a, a, a week a, a week later Seven days later, you're putting in the same 15 lambs into the into the clean pen, um, allowing them to, to defecate around the place again. Uh, and when there is sufficient sample there, you're taking a uh, sample again from from uh, the 10 lambs from within the, the group in order to take a post-range sample. So what you're, what you're ultimately doing really is to see what uh, reduction uh, has happened in, in terms of worm count. So... What we say, if there has been more than a 95% reduction uh, in the strong guy leg count, um, that the treatment has worked and the wormer is still effective. If it's less than 95%, um, the treatment uh, resistance problems are starting to, to, to arise. And, you know, again, that depends on, uh, you know, the, 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 there can be varying levels of that. But again, it's if once it's it's a, it's a progressive uh, thing and it's, it's probably... Um, it will it will get progressively worse over time. In the case of just to, to finish the story, in the case of the the clear drenches, uh, the macrocyclic lactones and the white drenches, if that if 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 that's the product you're testing, your post drench sample is taken two weeks after the the initial treatment. So it's 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 two weeks for those two groups. 
I'm thinking there, Damien, like for anyone who has applied for the TASER project this year, like there's two free samples in that and a vet consult, that's an ideal way of doing a trench test. Even if you're not in that, like in terms of an investment, we know parasite boredom is going to have a big impact on performance. We know that challenge gets worse as the season progresses. It is something important to do. You know, you know where you are, you can, you can engage a vet, your advisor, and do something about it. It is, absolutely. And uh, the, the other thing is, Kieran, some people have, have opted for... Uh, fecal egg counts in the the sheep improvement scheme. It was a it was a it was a category a option in the in the sheep improvement scheme. So for those people that have have uh, have done that, uh, it's 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 really designed, I suppose, for for checking the the need to dose. But what we've often found, if people get into the the swing of of taking these samples, um, and uh, that it, there's there's no big there's no big issue, but it is useful. Um, or as the season goes on, maybe to 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 test uh, the various different products you're using on your farm, and look at at least if you have that information, you can sort of plan and see what your options are. Um, if you know what is or isn't isn't working, um, it gives you a bit of information to 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 make a plan uh, for the future. Look, it's an important subject, Damien. I know there's a lot of information on Chuckles website, and I might drop the link in the description that goes through gun calibration, drench test, fecal example. Um, handy reference to go back to. It is absolutely yeah, that we've a number of of uh, of, of uh, articles and video clips and and animations and that which which is a, a very useful reference and uh, maybe gives gives a, a little bit more detailed explanation than I've given today. Look, it was good having you on, Damien. It's an important subject. Thanks very much for your time. Okay, Karen, no problem. Thank you. We'll leave it there for this week's episode. I have included that link in the description to the Antelmic Resistance page on the Chagos website. There's a host of videos and other technical information on that that you'll find very useful to back up some of the issues we discussed during this podcast. That's it for me for updates from the Sheep Programme. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagos Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.